Hey yo, it's a talk show host, Kana Lassiter. Join me for an episode of Relations, the most lit, lit hour of adult conversation. Hold up, hold up, you know you can't forget about me. It's 51 Spade, Alpha Male G-O-D, one half of Relations. You want to hear the truth? Can you, can you, can you handle the truth? It's where it's at, baby. It's where it's at, baby. What's good? Welcome to an all-new episode of Relations. My name is Kana Lassiter. Say it with me now. Alpha male, G-O-D, 51 spade, A-K-A, the ninja you love to hate. I'm in the building. You already know how we do it. We got two exciting topics in one full hour. The first topic is the very thin line between trying to impress a motherfucker and letting someone know how valuable you really are. And the second topic is really geared towards the ladies. Is there a time limit on commitment. And I want to just jump into that because, of course, there's a time limit on commitment. And this is the reason why. And, God, listen, I'm a fan of man, which means most of the time I'm on the man's side, especially when it comes to pressured, pressuring about marriage and things like that. So I'm very open to that conversation. What I'm opposed to is a woman becoming more and more involved in a man's life who hasn't committed to her. And let me tell you what I mean by that. The more and more we spend with a man, the more and more we become responsible to his life. That's to his kids, to his parents. We become responsible for or to his entire situation. So imagine having to sit down and fill out your life insurance policy. And they ask you who's your benefactor if you should pass on. Well, a lot of people that I know at my age are picking their spouse. This is someone that you've been with for 10 years. So, yeah, you're in love. He just hasn't committed to you yet. But in your mind, this is the person that I want to be able to go on vacation and pour my ashes in the ocean. And this life life insurance policy is going to help him do that. That could be kind of a struggle internally. It's like, gosh, you know, I'm about to leave this man 25 grand. He hasn't even asked me to be his wife. So... You know, we become involved and we make big life decisions the longer we stay with someone. So why does why isn't that person making the life decision to commit to me? I hear you. <laughs> Good. Um, no, it's no time limit um, to when someone can, uh, will commit. At the end of the day, women don't even control relationships. They don't control, control shit. That's why they're in the passenger side, just completely riding. But not even the, the straight off on topic. Like You cannot control when a person makes a decision. Um, even when I, I understand the theory where, where, where women try to rush it, and that's really their own personal, that's their own personal thing. Women always, it's amazing to me that women rush everything until it's time to go. Like, when it's time to go, you can't ever get out the house. But when it's some shit that they want, everything they want in speed, light speed of shit they don't even control. Uh, my mom told me one time, and, and uh, I want to say, like, I think I was 13, probably 14 when my parents got married. My mom was fine with not being married, but she also told me that whenever he was ready, it was just going to be that. And to me, that's the smartest thing I would tell anybody is like when a person is ready, you know, they ready yeah. trying to push, trying to do all those things. Like it's not going to do anything. It's going to deter, especially a man It's going to deter a man from that. Um, the more you push, the more he going to 
push it back. There are different men that are different ways. Some believe in love at first sight. Um, I think different races uh, have different things and different standards that they go by. Um, and as far as like what you were saying is um, life insurance policies and shit like that. That doesn't control anything about being committed, married, or whatever the case may be. Like, you can sign that over at any point in time. Any man can do it. You don't even have to be married. If you wanted to be my beneficiary, I could give it to you, or I could not give it to you and give it to my daughter. Or I've seen fathers that bypass their whole damn family and give money to somebody else. I'm using it for a metaphor of the things that we... wrong metaphor it's not the wrong metaphor yes it is it is not the wrong metaphor and you know what i you know i would like to meet a man that if he i I wish there was a man out there that notices or acknowledges the things or the life decisions life altering decisions that women make that are actually they're symbolic of commitment those things that they're doing are very symbolic of commitment. And if men recognize that, they would say, hold on, wait. Making me your beneficiary of your life insurance policy might be a bit much right now. Why don't you choose your mom? Why don't you choose your sister? Not that they would, but that would show a man's position through and through. It's kind of like the other day when I was like, hey, this dude, he pays me money. And I don't like y'all. You're like, hey, don't take the money. It's always wrong to take the money. So how come that doesn't apply to men who allow women to make life decisions knowing they're not ready for commitment? Why not say, hold on. There's someone else that I think deserves that because I, I don't deserve it yet. That would be real chivalrous. That's cool. In 1920, um, women now with this horse shit about like that would be chivalrous and that like accountability. You know what? Here we go with this accountability bullshit. I'm asking you to take accountability. Men to take accountability for this shit that they allow women to do. You understand what I'm saying? Accountability is like kryptonite. Like a woman starts saying that shit. (sighs) And they like, they can't accept their own shit. It's not like, true. Yes, it is. Because you just sitting there saying that accountability shit, that shows right now. It's like kryptonite. It's like, oh, shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't. Like, at the end of the day, like, are you a, are, are you a virgin when you fucking go uh, 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 marry a man? More than likely not. Or do you have kids, like, when you more than marry, marry a man? Like, everybody's going through life-altering things. You ain't doing nothing no different than no man is doing. Like, really, at the end of the day, men take the same risk as a woman take. And then, and really, at the end of the day, if you even talk about relationships now, women leave relationships way before a man even leave a relationship. So I don't want to hear this bullshit about some, it's like life-threatening and life-changing shit like that. Fem- ladies, <laughs> not will, life threatening. Uh, ladies walk away from anything that does not feel right to them, suit them, or anything. A man can give shirt off his fucking back, do anything. It's just unappreciated. It make it, women try to make it seem like it's just men that. Well, he won't do. He won't do what? What's what's so life altering? Give me some. Give me some a list of shit that. That's so life-altering for, I just for went you. over a list of... Listen, the longer you're with a man, the nastier you get. That's okay? So the, the relationships grow more <laughs> See, that's sexually some, that's, intense. That, that's your nymphomaniac talking. That ain't true. <laughs> because I have seen men that get married and but sex, the sex is changes. Less. Okay. 
Well, for me, the the longer I stay with somebody, the more sexually free I become. Nymphomaniac. <laughs> Every woman is not a nymphomaniac. You know Every what? woman doesn't go, doesn't get nympho. everybody doesn't get freak <laughs> freaky and sexually Dude, charged because they, because camera. because they with a man. Like that doesn't always happen. Oh my God. And on top of that, that can happen for the man too. You can get sexually free. You can start doing shit to him that he... Okay, let, well, so let's get off the sex. What about um, if there's kids involved? You become connected mm. with the kids. I mean, nobody got time for you to be hanging around here 12, 15, 25 years. I got a motherfucking daughter. You understand what I'm saying? That's like, true. I got kids in my house that's watching their mom mm. do more and more mm-hmm. and the dude not doing as much by there not being a commitment, not taking away from what he does around the house. I don't want to mix the two. Mm. I'm talking about the things that she's doing, like meeting her children, taking mm. her kids to the dentist and having life talks with them, taking their prom pictures and shit like that. All these are things, these are memories, lasting memories for life. It would be fucked up to remember your prom with your stepdad, uh, your stepdad, four stepdads ago. You now you're on your fifth one, but that one, my fifth stepdaddy took me to my prom. And then my sixth stepdaddy, he was there when my first baby was born. I mean, come on. Nobody, no, nobody wants that for their family. So if you have a guy that you're committed to and you're allowing him to be a part of your child's life, that's another life altering thing. That's traumatic. I know because trust me, I, I'm on th- number three. My, 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 bio, my biological dad, then my second stepdad and my third stepdad mm-hmm. i'm not saying that it was horrible and tra- traumatic in a negative way but it's still trauma i still had to readjust to men to those men thank god for me it wasn't 15 20 it was just two but it's still what it is it's still trauma Mm-hmm. It is still me having to deal and readjust with a new smell, a new guy, mm-hmm. a new rules, new behavior by my mom, different I, lifestyle. I ask you a question. Did the guys leave the relationship or did your mom leave? I don't know that much about the dissolution of her marriages on who left who. I, to be honest with you, I just I mean, don't. but you would know if who filed for divorce. I wouldn't know that because I've never asked my mom who filed for divorce. We'll find out. I'm willing to bet she left. And so some of that trauma that you're talking about will be left on, on, on her. It ain't going to be on the man. Sometimes so, it's more traumatizing to stay. So you're probably going to get trauma either way. That's what I'm trying to tell you right now. You so thank you, for gi- thank you for giving me my point. I so, cannot. Because that's what you're telling me like right now. Like really, at the end of the day, that's still accountability for the person that's actually in that relationship. And nine times out of ten, it's the woman that's switching from man to man to man to man. So if you doing your due diligence, and that's most people, like with relationships, and my thing is like everything don't last forever. I'm not saying like everybody feel that way or think that way, but at the end of the day, nothing lasts forever. So I approach things from that standpoint. Like if my parents just so happen to get a divorce, it just, it is what it is. There are certain individuals that even when they still are in two parent households like me, I still got trauma. You got trauma from your mom switching partners. But that doesn't mean that at the end of the day, it sounds like they were committed. So if, yeah, she they was, were. So if they was married at the at the end of the day, she did at least do diligent enough to, to get, get a commitment to, to find a man where she felt like he would commit. And that's why I say hold that person accountable, because a lot of a lot of women, a lot of times. To me, when I hear women 
and they don't have a ring on their finger. You just ask him like simple questions, just like what I just did. You think he'll marry you? Well, he say he want to. They give like these big, broad answers like they actually know the actual answer to it. So they pick the man that they know, you know what I'm saying? Because women often do pick men that they just sexually attracted to and, you know what I'm saying, like to smack them around, beat them around, whatever the case may be, and still be in that relationship and know damn well that this man have no plans on marrying you. He might have a kid with you, put one in you. That's, you know. Life-changing, life-altering. That's nothing. But you chose this person, and now you want to say, well, that wasn't me that chose him. For some reason, like, I thought we was headed down it. We know damn well you wasn't headed down that damn path. You know what I'm saying? You, your friends, everybody know. It's And then when y'all set other people up, Y'all set y'all friends up. They get married and shit. They be like, oh, they so cute. Like, they got married. I was the, I was the, uh, which was, was the, uh, made of br- honor. Made of honor and, and shit like that. You can set your friend up to get married, but you can't get down the aisle. That, this is accountability. That what we talking about. You know what I'm saying? So I don't want to hear no shit about, like, this is altering. As far it as, is. so, it's, and as far as, like, kids go, everybody ain't the fucking Brady Bunch. Everybody ain't linking they kids up and then they kids up and then we finna have this great big bunch and this Greg Why and Marshall. Not hey, it sounds good. But at the end of the day, you don't even know because I've 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 been in, in a relationship where I was a stepfather, but you don't know how the kid is gonna respond to you. Every kid has their own relationship sometimes with their own parents. So the reason your answer to your question of why not is because they might be connected to their dad, which means they have they don't have no room for you. They don't have no wants or need for me. So I could try to be like, hey sport, you wanna go play some basketball? (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm saying? We wanna get out here and do some power football with old Spade. That would make a mommy so happy to see that, though. I know it sounds corny, but it would probably, like, <laughs> make a very happy woman to know and I'm not that... saying it, And I'm not saying that that can't happen. But what I'm saying is I feel like men do approach it from that standpoint. But the mama could be in love with you over, over, over heels. But that doesn't mean the kid is. You know what I'm saying? So now I'm struggling with first trying to be the friend. That, that just take a di- that's just take a different dive. Trying to be the friend to the kid. I'm like, look, not trying to be your daddy. I know you got one of those. But let's just be friends. And that shit works out all the way down to his discipline time. And then all that shit go out the window. And then it's going to be like, you know, mom, I don't like this dude you dating. I don't even think but he's right for you. what does that have to you. do with the topic? <laughs> because you said kids. I'm kids answering. are like introducing a man to your kid. You asked me specifically, what about the topic is so, what are you doing in a relationship that's so life offering, altering? Meeting my kids is like, uh, the moment I said, this is Sean so or, or this is whoever. So won't you just that stay? Is a, that is life altering so now to you, my situation. So then you can stay with your baby daddy and not flip to another person if it's so life altering because if it's life altering you then already but those dramatically are the things did. that you do when you fall in love if you love me then if i love you so much why am i not going to expose you to the other thing that i love so much 
When you love things, you want them connected together. There's no way to keep two things that you love apart. It's torture. Gotcha. But if you love someone so much, then that means you love the person that you had the baby with. And you, you know decided and you decided to leave. I can't wait to switch and, topics. And, and, you de- and, this you, one here. and you decided to leave and now you want to introduce your child with this trauma that you're talking about that you put in motion. Sometimes that happens. Exactly. So again, that's why and that no my point. That's why another thing that we do without commitment is we have children. And then we end up with the baby daddy that we from hell that we never should have chosen in the first place. So that's why maybe having the commitment would supersede that. If a person is is man enough to say I want you to be my wife based on your qualifications, then yes, we it makes sense to do life altering things like, yes, if your goal is to make me your wife, that's my son. Mm-hmm. If your goal is to support us and encourage us and keep here to provide us and protect for us, then this is all that I have. Mm-hmm. If you're not here to steal from me, then here's the key to the safe. Mm-hmm. That's basically what it boils down to. And you learn that by being with a motherfucker for so long. After you're with a person for 20 years, mm-hmm. they basically have the key to your entire life. I'm not saying that that's wrong. What I'm saying is what mm-hmm. has the other person done on paper to say yes now i'm on all your paperwork and now you're on mine to me that makes sense you know what makes sense to me marry before you carry since at the end of the day all this jibber jabber is about Introducing you to my kids and what have you done for me lately? It's mighty funny. It's mighty funny to me that at the end of the day, it's like you want to make another motherfucker marry you, but you couldn't make the first motherfucker marry you. That's the real goddamn problem since you want to say some shit. So since you was with him for so long and you like, well, I'm moving on to the next relationship. And why you ain't get him to, um, and since you value it so much, then why you ain't get him to marry you before you got pregnant, before you had these kids? And you ain't had to worry about all this drama that you're talking about because that's a simple solution. But no, y'all bypassed that. Well, that was that one night stand. It was me and Henry. We wasn't supposed to have kids, but you should marry me. What have you done? Everybody takes on responsibilities is give and take in a relationship. And again, a dude ain't going to be sitting on the couch in the lap of luxury and be like, I don't want to meet Junior. Sorry. He's going to do it based on the fact that, hey, he's comfortable where he is. He's got a good woman. He's just not ready for commitment. Why don't we just admit that? How do you, how do you Why think, don't we just admit that men so how commit women, slow as so, fuck. So how they women, have a good thing and they sit on it because they don't want to lose the good are, thing without lies. the commitment. Whatever. Those are lies. Well, you ain't okay, going to win well, this motherfucking oh, debate today. So do you have any friends that got married at 18, 19? Um, yes. Okay. How did they get married so quick since men are so slow? Most to- of those men were older. Thank you very much. Doesn't matter. I'm talking about 1940, 18, 36. 19, you, y'all believe this? It's true. <laughs> it's true. Y'all believe these lies? You know they're not lies. When, I never lie on the show. When the high pitch come up, you see these lies? The person was 19 and the, and the husband was 40. Come on, Kana. <laughs> we ain't going for this. <laughs> well, look at her, boy. <laughs> she trying to get struck down on relations. <laughs> I ain't going 
go ahead with your lines. I'm, <laughs> I'm so done with you right now, I swear. I mean between 19 and 21. <laughs> okay. You are such an ass. You can shorten the time. Yeah, I'm just saying. I ain't shortening it, I widen it. Well, guess what? They got married young. And at the end of the day, they chose the person that they would get married to. Stop using this false narrative about men that, that marry like so old. If the man doesn't meet the right person, they just don't. I don't think that your friend met this person and was like, hey, in 60 days from now, we need to be married. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He was like, okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It don't happen like that. He looked at your friend. There was something that was there. It was something that... She was that young and she was pretty. He was ready to be committed, have kids. So that was his time. But what I'm saying is, you know, a lot of men don't do that. A lot of men will date the perfect woman in his early 30s and won't get married till 40 years. It's 10 years. This <clears> woman got you on all her paperwork. Maybe she done co-signed for you a motherfucking car. Maybe you dating the wrong person. <laughs> you ever thought about that? <laughs> like, that's why you're not on the paperwork. That's why you're not on the bank account. That's why you're not on the car lease. Maybe, <laughs> just maybe, <laughs> you're picking wrong. <laughs> you always go back to fishing from the wrong pond. No, it, But no, I think no, good I'm guys not, are also no, afraid not, of commitment. I don't think every I'm guy not talking about fishing is from the, the wrong, wrong guy when he can't commit. It's just that you guys <clears throat> have an overall fear of that, and that's known worldwide, and you still haven't said it. That's a known thing. It's a fact that no men facts. move slower. I don't know no facts. Like, I can say... I've watched men that get married young. I watch men that get married in their mids. I watch men that get married when they're older. To me, it's pretty balanced. The problem really is, to me, is that women want to get married so bad that when they choose an individual that's wrong for them, it's just hard for them to walk away. You see all the red flags and all this type of shit that's pointing, that's saying that this man ain't going to marry you. You know what I'm saying? But women... Trying to make shit fit that don't fit. No pun intended. You know what I'm saying? But all these red flags don't just pop up out of nowhere. You know what I'm saying? When I'm asking women that been in like 10-year relationships and all this type of shit, just listen to some of these stories. I didn't know where he stayed at. I didn't know his last name. <laughs> like, this sound... My point exactly. <laughs> this sound like someone... That was going to marry you. So instead of blaming <laughs> someone else, <laughs> take accountability for yourself and just say, you know what, Spade, you're right. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> Everybody picked wrong. I've picked wrong in relationships. I'm not afraid to admit that. Like, there are women that I've chose just looking at them. And I was like, damn, banging body, she fine. Didn't really crack into her family, who she was, who she was as an individual, and seeing what you can see after the fact. Mm. Women, I would say, don't do it at all. Sometimes, like those things that you talking about about meeting the family members and stuff like that. I'm serious. Like there are sometimes when I'm asking women, like, "Have you met his friends?" Uh, I met. Uh, they either haven't met them or met one. Well, that's a big red flag because they haven't introduced you to his friends. Mm -hmm. Move right along. Have you met his family members? Any of them? You understand what I'm saying? Like, 
women just get in relationships and instead of saying like men just drag it out, I feel like you could meet someone that literally look at you and say, this is white material. I'm going to marry her. And I've met dudes like that. I'm going to marry this girl. We ain't got nothing is the 30 minutes up on this topic? Because you ain't going to win the debate, bro. Oh, you lost this a long time ago. You started with them lies. Not even fucking close. When you started with them lies, it was a wrap Not even there. close. Even the audience is going to be like, say it with me now. Come on, Kana. Not even close. <laughs> That's what they going to say. Not even close. <clears throat> And it's mm-hmm. just like I there said. There are women out there right now that this is this strikes a chord because I we hope so. <laughs> do a whole lot for men. We do a whole lot. I don't think men and, do. And same. like I said, I'm a fan of men, but I don't really feel like men pay attention because it's little things that we're doing that you might not even acknowledge are are signs of commitment. When first of all, like let what? me say this: like when, when you cut all your other motherfuckers off. That don't mean necessarily. When you ain't dating nobody else, listen. When you take yourself (laughs) off the market, you are making a big. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you why it's such a big life altering thing. When you take yourself off the market, you have paused your opportunity for children. Mm -hmm. You you have significantly made your choice as a candidate for the person who is supposed to be going forward. The person that you're committing to having a baby with. Because when you're invested, we're invested for more reasons than just the basic. If I'm spending a year with you, then I must be thinking, okay, as we years go by, we get less, more, less eggs. So while I'm dating you for a year, two years, three years, motherfucker, I'm losing eggs every fucking year. So by me taking myself off the market and only sitting on your dick, that's a commitment, period. It is a commitment. Y'all don't have that issue. Y'all can have babies when y'all 50 years old. We're losing the opportunity to reproduce every year we're with you. That's a commitment. What do you mean? You are committed to this person. You're saying you're in a relationship with this person and you're not taking down or taking account or acknowledge that you've been with this lady for four years. You haven't made a commitment and that's time off her motherfucking fertility clock. That ain't cool. Period. If you don't want to commit, you don't want to move on, you don't want to marry, you don't want to have kids, then let her put herself back on the market. Because if you spend 10 years from her, What's with her, listen, if you spend What's 10 years you? with this woman just saying, I love you, 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 it's going to happen one day. And then on the 10th year, will you marry me? Cool. I can finally have my baby. And you sitting in front of your gynecologist and you telling you all your eggs look like they came, they came in the air fryer. They're no more. What's stopping you? What's I'm stopping leaving. you from love and hope? Didn't Tina Turner tell y'all what's love you know got what? to do you with can't, it? You can't keep doing that. <laughs> yes, I you can. You gotta have some I'm fucking to... empathy for someone you spent ten years with. Have shit. If you choose wrong, you choose wrong. But who's saying <clears throat> that choosing someone who's afraid to commit is wrong? If the love is you there. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm just saying that there is a limit, and I, but I think I'm saying more of this. Fuck the limit acknowledge that this person has spent an entire decade with you and that has been life altering for her. Mm-hmm. Now, however you choose to reward that, mm-hmm. that's for everybody's personal thing. You Maybe you don't get married. Maybe you have a commitment ceremony. Mm-hmm. Maybe you say or do something that's good enough for her. But what I'm saying is at least acknowledge that this person is spending 
a whole bunch of time with you, not with anyone else. And she's making life-altering decisions by doing that. Because it does take two to make a baby. So she has to technically wait on you. And she shouldn't push you. But at least acknowledge and give her credit for not pushing as staying. Because she might wake up one morning and there not be that opportunity because she chose you. Let me ask you a question. Do men not make sacrifices? Of course they do. Now, I haven't said this whole conversation that they don't. I'm just saying that you guys don't acknowledge that we do. And every day, every decision that we make while we're in love is could be life altering. Because once we get out of the relationship, we can't go backwards. We can't be like, damn, can I get my eggs back now that I found the right motherfucker? No, you spent your four or five years of your fertility window with that person. And that time is gone. And I think men walk right out of relationships not thinking what type of trauma that does. Okay. Those are lies that you're telling. You know what? I'm done. And, and secondly, I've never been called a liar on this show ever. <laughs> and and secondly, when women walk away, ever when w- women walk away from relationships, they are very well compensated. I don't see many men that mm-hmm. are very that that are very compensated. But when they walk away from divorces, I'm quite sure it's men that's oh. uh, that's paying for all of this trauma and all of this shit that we've done for you right out of pocket. I don't really see a lot of women that's coughing up a bunch of shit, but I saw Michael Jordan cough up half his shit. I saw Tina, I saw Tina Turner take Ike last name right with him when he was like, can I get my name back? So don't tell me this shit about like with women, like with we, y'all just don't understand. Like, are we fucking serious? I can shut everything down that you, you talking aren't about. You are shutting me down. You just got good points for the fucking podcast. <laughs> Shut down. <laughs> it ain't no damn shut down. People just like hearing that damn bullshit. I'm done. Let's get to the next topic. Ooh, Lord. I cannot. <laughs> trying to tell y'all shit is good, but <sighs> the thin line between trying to impress a motherfucker and letting a person know your value. I want to talk about this because for me, I feel like I'm offended when I am treated like my name is Stanley. Stanley's a good name. No, Stanley's not a good name. Made it in a Marshall Mathers Usually, <laughs> well, no, that was Stan, not Stanley. There's something about being Stanley. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Stanley's just like, that's my go-to name for don't treat me like a lame. You know what I'm saying? So, and when I get that type of energy, it was like, motherfucker, do you know who I am? That's how I kind of like, do you know? You know what I'm saying? Or motherfucker be like, I'm busy. I got priorities. Motherfucker, do you know who I am? What the fuck you mean you got priorities? And so for me, I get offended when people treat me like, you know, girl, I'm busy. Like, what do you mean you're busy? I'm busy. I film a whole podcast. I do celebrity journalism. I work a full-time job. I'm a housewife, bitch. I'm busy. And I make the time to see you. So if someone's like, I'm busy and don't acknowledge that I made the time, it's offensive to me. So I tend to want to run down everything that I have on my motherfucking list so you can respect my name, respect what I do, respect my motherfucking timeline. Like, and I'm, I'm amp about it because it's recent and in past that I've dealt with people that just don't respect my motherfucking time. They don't respect it. And that makes me want to put my credentials out there. Like, this is what I have on my plate. So, Tuesday from 4 to 9, we could get together because this is what I have on my plate. You know, not to brag or anything, but just so you know, when Tuesday come at 4, you need to be on time. And you need to be here and you need to be respectful of my timeline because I'm busy. And 
it usually, I usually have to say this with aggression because by this time, there's missed appointments. There's, I got this to do and that to do. It's been times now, I can count, probably count on both hands that I've committed to a certain specific time with you or offered you my time and I've been played to the left. I have an issue with that. So that's where the question came from. Like, wouldn't it come off if I just met a per person in the first five minutes and I'm like, look, I do all this and all that. And so like, I can only see you at this time. To me, that would come off as I'm trying to impress them, but I'm not. I'm saying this or making the choice so that you know the time slot that I gave you is imperative because most likely I took another motherfucker off the list to put you on or I'm going to ignore another appointment or I just could have made another appointment altogether if you wasn't going to fulfill <laughs> your time slot. You understand what I'm saying? I, I just get tired of that. And so that's why I chose the thin line in maybe what you're saying and why you're saying it. Because I definitely am not out to impress a motherfucker, but I surely want a person to know who I am. And the, the what is it called? When you have you, you just said it in the last show. You don't think guys make sacrifices. I want to kind of show you that I'm sacrificing a little bit of my time to put you in this slot and, mm -hmm. and respect that. Mm -hmm. I can see your frustration. Um, but I will say this. The same way that you feel unfortunately nowadays I think people feel the same way about themselves. and reason being is because they can also paint paint those type of pictures nowadays by themselves. like <clears throat> when someone is socially awkward they can get on Twitter Instagram Facebook and invent a person that could seem very important I just watched this documentary not too not too long ago about a socialite. Can't even really think of a name right now. But her whole life was a fraud. Mm -hmm. And I and, 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 and really at the end of the day, it shows you that <clears throat> her friends or quote unquote what they thought of her and who she actually was, they was like she's a user. She used me for money. She ran credit card bills up on me. And she acted like she was rich. And acted like she was just this socialite that was just so important and so famous. And I think that sometimes people, even I'm not taking nothing away from you or what you're saying, but sometimes I feel like people might look at you and say, yeah, you cool, but I got all this shit going on. In this world now, I feel like we're dealing with not uh, people not being gracious of other people's time, and, time. And also... We don't know how to necessarily communicate. When someone is upset about something, they don't confront the person they upset with. They go talk to another person mm -hmm. that <laughs> invent to that person. You know this motherfucker, Stanley, owe me 20 bucks. <laughs> he ain't talking to Stanley. <laughs> he talking to somebody else. You know what I'm saying? And I find like a lot of people handle stuff like that. I, I handle stuff like that, you know, seriously. Like <clears throat> recently, I go out on a date with a young lady, and instead of her saying her grievances on how she feels things should go or how things should go, she just makes it up in her head. I don't know why, <laughs> but I find that a lot of people do that. 
And if you question, like I did her, like, well, what do you, you know, what you didn't like about the date or what you didn't, what did you feel? I just felt like we was rushing a little bit and I just feel like maybe you should have done this or you should have done that. And I'm just saying to myself, like, if you want it, need to ask for it. I am not a mind reader. And I don't feel like I'm causing you any trauma or anything like that if we just have a decent conversation. My thought process on how I think a date should go is my thought process. Your thought process on how you think a date should go is your thought process. And we in a total different world now. Mm -hmm. This isn't like opening up doors and mm -hmm. pulling out chairs yeah, and doing all this much. type of shit. It's mm -hmm. like a microwave recycled thing. And I feel like a lot of people feel like that. Like, mm -hmm. hey, this date ain't go the way I, I went. I was expecting it. So I'm moving on to the next person. And they just <laughs> and they just recycle people like it ain't nothing. nothing yeah. You know what I'm saying? So when you're talking about carving out your time, I hate to say it. I would be like. Don't move nobody out that slot. Yeah. Keep that rotation. where you fit in. Keep that rotation going. I find that a lot. And I don't really know, you know, I feel like sometimes it's like that because I've heard theories of this. But it's like if you show, let's say, a woman all your attention, all of your. It's uh, true. All your attention. All Give your, her your ass to kiss and she'll yeah, be all over and you. And she'll use your ass as a doormat. But you know the, the ones that women chase behind? I can't get Stanley on the phone. Yeah, the asshole. <laughs> Every time I, I text him, I don't, know why I'm, he, I don't know why he's not texting me back. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. acting like they about to lose their life. Yeah. Because Stanley won't text him back. <laughs> yeah. You understand what I'm saying? That's who I'm becoming. I feel like I'm becoming Stanley? very... No, I'm not becoming Stanley. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but I'm becoming very cold or very non-tolerable mm -hmm. of shit like that. Mm -hmm. Because, so does it just hurt your your feelings? Do you want some gratitude? No, I just think this is what it boils down to. I think people are greedy. I think they feel slots that they may know they're not going to be able to take advantage of, but because they like what they get out of it, and they're so greedy, they just can't say no to it. Instead of saying, "You know what? I can't," and the for fear of someone else taking that spot, they feel it. And if they can't go, they don't even make a phone call. They don't they don't they don't they don't tell you that, that the spot is now open again because they can't make it. Because if there is by chance they can feel it, they're still going to try. You know why? Because being in the spot is great when they can make it. It's fantastic. It's a lot of fun. And to imagine someone else in the spot kind of sucks. So what you do is say, yeah, yeah, I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. And then when the day comes and you can't do it or you feel like you might not be able to do it, you still don't have enough respect. To call and say I can't do it because there's fear there that, hey, I'm going to disappoint or my, my spot is going to be filled by someone else. So you would rather just leave that person hanging just in case it is that you can make it. So it, it you like it so much that you do it dirty. And that sounds real fucked up. But the, it's, it's so kind of a it's, thing that the thing that you like the most, you treat the worst. But do you think it's a situation of... I feel you on the greedy part. But do you feel it's a situation of just easy access? Like, um, like not too long ago, um, I was looking at a podcast and this woman was like, and which was strange to me too, and she was like, 
I'm very important. She was giving some of the standpoints that you were saying. She's like, I'm a lady. I'm real respectable. And I feel like if I grant the my time to a man, he should appreciate it. Um, I'm not an easy person to have sex with. And the podcaster said, you might not be. But he has other options. And when people have other options, options. and he was like, pussy used to not be uh, be hard to get. But he was like, nah, it's in abundance. Like, you can get it anywhere. Mm-hmm. So, even though you might say that, he's not willing to, he's not thinking he's losing anything because the other options that he have, mm-hmm. even though it might be a hoe, a Helena, or whatever, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Those options are still there. Right. Um, and I think that, too, is a lesson for me. If If there are other options then that spot being filled or empty doesn't really matter because if the if, if somebody don't show up, I have someone else to call and fill the spot. Right. And I think that employers do that. They hire enough people that if somebody call in, they can fill that spot. <clears throat> and that's the way that they operate. And I think that's what my relationships with people, whether they're business or whether they're personal, are going to turn into mm-hmm. is just having a staff of motherfuckers that have what I need just in case one don't show up, another one can fill the spot. Mm-hmm. Um, I think... You become cold. You become less involved because people become like more like product, you know. But when you are operating without respect for people's time and when you are operating without empathy to the sacrifice that that person is making, you don't know who the fuck. I I have a mom that I'm moving away from. I could be at my mom's house in 30 minutes away just chilling over there. Once you tell me, hey, yeah, we could do that on Tuesday, then you know what? I have my Tuesday centered around doing that. There are other important people in my life that deserve my time. So respect that. And if so you can't happens, make it, you should say it. So what happens when you confront the person? What are some of the excuses Their priorities. And to me, if I'm saying, hey, you missed the date Mm -hmm. and you're answering Mm -hmm. that with I got priorities, then you're just telling me my priorities don't mean shit to you because it don't take nothing but a phone call to say I can't. Mm -hmm. And see, and I find a lot of times that people are not really doing that. And and they be so much in denial that um, I don't know. It's kind of crazy. Like the job scenario that you paint, it's crazy that you did that because. The date I was just talk, talking about, I said that to her. I was like, if you was on a job and we had a date and you missed a date and you don't call me, how am I supposed to take that? You know, this fool was like, that I was busy. I was like, would you show up to a job like that? If you went to an interview and went through all the process of getting this job and then the first day come and you didn't show up for the job. Would you show up to the job the next day like, what? Because that's how you're showing up to me. Like, you're showing up to me like, I didn't go through this whole process and trying to court you, date you, and everything, and I don't even get a, a phone call. I get a no call, no show. Like, this is crazy to me. And I, you know what? I consider a no call, no show, too, and it's going to sound petty. Uh-oh. <laughs> you could be texting somebody for 30 minutes straight. Ask them a question they're uncomfortable with answering and they fall off the fucking face of the planet. And then the next day they be like, hey, 
Like you ain't asked them a motherfucking question that they left off. That's disrespectful. It's basically saying I don't want to answer you. And when I do decide to answer, if I don't even acknowledge your question, then I don't respect you. It's disrespectful. It is so disrespectful. And I don't think people think about that. Well, I fell asleep. Bitch, when you woke up, you saw I asked you a goddamn question. So it shouldn't be good morning. It should be I'm sorry I fell asleep and didn't answer your question. Now, good morning. Like, that's what I mean by don't treat me like my name is Stanley. You know you don't do that. You wouldn't do that to your damn job. Don't do it to me. And the thing is, you're more impersonal with your employer. Your employer ain't going to dance at your wedding or cry at your fucking funeral. You are someone they're paying to work for them. Me, on the other hand, while we're in a relationship and we're becoming friends, I have a personal care for you. And you won't even call me or text me back? You won't answer a question that I answer? What kind of respect do you have for me as a person? I think it's highly disrespectful for you to not even acknowledge that the last person to text you was me and you didn't answer me. It's disrespectful. It's petty. You can look at it as petty. It's just a text. I fell asleep. I was doing this. I was cooking for my son. I was doing that. It doesn't fucking matter. If you sent the question that never get answered, how the fuck would you feel? Don't expect me to not feel the same way you would if you left a person hanging. It is what it is. And then the, the motherfucker behind the motherfucking phone ain't shit to be doing that anyway. I ain't texting Michael Jordan or Kim Kardashian. I can tell she mean this shit. She and her b-boy Like stand what the hell? With both, with both the, the got the folded up arms yeah, going on like she's about, about to throw yeah, some stones. Yeah, it's like <laughs> you're not answering me. You're dropping off the face of the earth like you filming with Andy. Like you got a slot on E. You know what I'm saying? You You just nursing. You just doing that. You just doing that. You're just at T-ball practice. It takes two seconds. I'm not downing your career. I'm just saying, bitch, goddamn now. Nah, you took your, you put your phone down. You went to back to the bathroom. You had a little Debbie snake. You told Junior to sit the fuck down. Well, then you can say, I'll call you back. I'll answer your question later. Or oh, I can't answer that right now. You doing all that shit, but you can't. Do, 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 do. We live in a digital society. So you not... Hitting me back is telling me you just didn't fucking want to. And I got a problem with that. You know, not too long ago, I was listening to Buster Rhymes talk on um, talk on Drink Champs. And it was interesting. He made a statement that I was like, you know what? If people start doing that shit, I think a lot of people would just lose friendships. And he was like, if you don't have time for me to answer my phone calls back in a reasonably timely fashion, he was like, we don't, we don't even need to be in each other's space. He, and, and he was like, realistically, I would answer my phone call for you. He was like, I know that you see either my phone call or my text. And he was like, and that's the quickest way for him to cut a motherfucker off. He was, And they kind of looked at him first was like, but then I think everybody has kind of been through that. Because people are like small time, like a... Like a espionage agents so it's like social media you can normally can give a, b a bunch of information about you hey you was on facebook about an hour ago you was on instagram about two minutes ago and i think people don't think 
about this shit. Yep. Like when when they talking to people. You know what I'm saying? Like, you ever call somebody in a lie, be like, this motherfucker just lied straight to my straight face. Straight up. Like when you was on Facebook like five minutes ago, but you ain't seen my motherfucking text. <laughs> like, what are you looking at that shit from? It's disrespectful. <laughs> I know you get busy. I'm not, you know, I'm and, not, it's just, your people and, are busy, but it's just disrespectful. And, and I, people, I wish people would realize and I, that. And I think if people started getting cut off, like behind that type of shit, like I have an iPhone. And even when I send iPhone texts, it'd be like message read. You get people that try to be slick and be like, cut, they, 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 uh, they little, read, they, they read, read receipts. Because they know they finna do some bullshit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is the society that, that we, we live in. That we live in. <laughs> I do want to be transparent because there has been someone who made a comment to me the other day. I was texting back and forth and he was trying to get me to come into the office. And I happened to text him out of the blue. Hey, because I saw something on Facebook. I saw an advertisement about something. And usually he keeps me pretty informed. So I shot him a text real quick. Hey, you got to fill me in on this. He said, man, I've been waiting on you since January. And I stopped. And I'm only saying this because I just spent 30 minutes bitching about how I don't like it done to me. And I don't lie on the show. Contrary to popular belief, I'm a pretty transparent person. And I thought for a second, since January, he has been saying, hey, can I get you to stop by tonight? And I will say yes. You know why I say yes? Because I'm excited about being in the environment and I want to be there. So I don't want, first of all, I don't want to say no. Because I don't know if the answer is no. I'm grown. I don't have any kids. So I'm always amped to say yes. Because what would stop me? But then on that day, there's just so much going on. But I still, for some reason, feel like, damn, I don't want to disappoint. So I might not reach out to say I'm not coming because it's so disappointing to hear over and over again that I can't come. So I'm only admitting that because I've done it. But, and that person's time but is, a relationship, is as important. But a relationship, and relationships are different. A relationship and uh, working and stuff like that. It's that, different. I are, get that. But I still want to admit that I've done it. And the reason why I've done it is because of the fear of disappointing or just looking like I can never come through. But I'm doing, I'm still looking like I can never come through. And it's actually looking worse because I'm not calling to say I can't come through. I mean, I'm admitting that. And for me to be able to admit it, then the motherfuckers out there listening that keep breaking dates, that can't answer texts, that put their priorities above yours, is fucked up. It's wrong and it's disrespectful. And I'm saying that I've even done it to a person and I'm apologizing. Mm-hmm. It's not cool. People have things to do are other things that they could be doing. And if they're trying to spend their time with you, whether it's talking, texting, hanging out, and you don't want to be there or you can't be there, then do them the service of giving them respect and saying, I just can't period. I mean, I think that's easier said than done, but I it must be because I, I even have a problem doing, but that. I really don't feel like we live in that type of world because the thing about it is like, you take an individual like me, alpha male G O D for, for example, <laughs> When I'm honest with people about shit I won't do, mm-hmm. shit I won't show up to, shit I don't feel like doing, they be like, you mean. Like, and I be and my first response to them is what you talking about. What you want me to lie? Yeah. I don't wanna go. Yeah. I don't wanna, I don't do, wanna it. do it. And the thing about it is like, that's the thing. Like family events and shit like that. Like, I ain't worried about nobody feelings. Like, when I don't want to do it, I just, I just be like, it. I ain't coming. Yeah. Damn, you don't want to show up? No, I don't. I just don't want to do it. You know what? <laughs> and it's weird. Let me tell you why it's weird. Because too many people make exceptions. It did, just recently, 
I was with so I was with my partner and we were at my mom's. And my mom was like, why don't y'all just come? It's no, and she was like, I, I'm going to pay for dinner. You don't, It don't matter that you got on flip-flops. Just come. Once somebody puts their self out there like that, it's kind of awkward to get no back. I even felt bad. Even though like I could have done without it. But at the same time, I'm like, damn, they've given us every reason to say yes. And we still said no. And it does feel funny. It does. I will admit it feels a little awkward. It does feel a little mean. But you're going to be even more mean sitting uncomfortable at a dinner table you don't want to be at because you'd rather be home. So I get why you should always tell the truth because you can be even more miserable there. And everybody can feel that type of energy. Well, I don't put myself so the in, truth is I don't put so myself in that. those situations. yeah. yeah. Particularly for that for that reason. Yeah. See, trying to be nice sometimes backfire or, or lying to yourself backfire. Like, yeah. Women have resting bitch face. You don't even <laughs> you don't even <laughs> want to know what a nigga got. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And every few and the thing about it, you absolutely right because if I'm out somewhere and it's like my lady's friends or her families and that, I got every one of her fucking family members asking her, "Is he okay?" Yeah. Is he all right? Yeah. Is he, you don't because I don't want to be here. And yeah. I told you not to bring my ass hey. here. And I told you not to drag me here. <laughs> <laughs> so to avoid this whole thing, yeah. you could have left my ass at, at home, home and went yourself. And had no, a great time. You dragged me here for everybody to put their attentions on me. Right. And you want to leave in five minutes. Exactly. You know? so. so I just prefer to say, no, I don't want to go. Leave me at home. You have fun. Goodbye. And, I get and then I'm supposed to be mean for sitting there saying, you know, like you just could have win. It's like my mama and the auntie and they having a, they might be having a good time. I'm not going to have a good time. So I just rather be honest. Right. So, but my point being is like, I don't really feel a lot of people like that. A lot of people, when they're confronted with hard questions, they avoid them hard questions. You know, they do whatever it takes to either not answer it, gloss over it. Or act like it didn't happen. All three of these things I don't like. I hate it. <laughs> With a passion. Especially if you gloss over some shit. Yep. <laughs> because I even hate those in arguments. So, at the end of the day, I feel like you can say how important that you are. But the thing about that is you feel that way about you. And they feel them way about and themselves. And they feel a And so, way. do you think it's wrong? Because I did it. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's wrong for me to rebuttal that? Now, hold on. Like, if I made the time, how can you not? I'm not trying to... I'm, 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 it sounds silly at the same time. You can't pair lives with lives. You don't know what's on someone's plate. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, if I respect your job as a mom and as a nurse, and I understand when you tell me... I understand when you tell me. Mm-hmm. It's not like you say, hey, I can't because... And I'm like, oh, hell no. I'm having a problem with you not being able to communicate that you can't. And then after you miss the date or miss the text back and I'm complaining about it, that's when you're throwing your priorities in my face. It's the wrong time to go over your priorities. No, now you're going over your priorities after you filled the motherfucking spot. You filled the spot and then told me you can't come in. You should have told me you can't come in so I can have someone else fill the spot. But see, that's the hard thing. Because just, let me, let me give you an example. All right. Recently, my homeboy, my homeboy is dating, um, dating a chick, and she got kids that's not from, that's not from him. Mm-hmm. Um, her oldest, which is 18, he say, well, we made a date. 
She was supposed to meet me at the date. We supposed we had got a hotel room. The whole nine, she's supposed to show up. He says she called me and says, hey, I got to meet my baby daddy at his house because my son is asking me to. He's asking my advice. I'm like, okay. What else? It's 11 o'clock at night. I'm like, bit strange, but okay. The response was, hey, my son got somebody pregnant. Now, to him, and I will admit, even to me, I'm like, so what? Because this is one of those honest things that I'm talking about again. Your son got somebody pregnant. He ain't 14, he ain't 13, he ain't 12. He's 18. I'm trying to figure out how this disturbed your date. But to this woman, it could be her son. And how she feel about it could be different. My son been getting ready to go to college. I still don't see how this is stopping the date. But okay, I'll go ahead. She's in a bad mood. <laughs> she's upset. She's a wreck. But she's not in the mood to be on a date. Cool. But no call, no, no show, and didn't even call in the morning. And this is my thing. So about, she wronged her uh, right. Uh, Had she said, hey, I'm too devastated to come. I can't. I'm sorry. I'm not going to make it. There's where you're going to get your understanding and your empathy and your sympathy. You but not showing up. Ain't, it don't give. I don't give a fuck how you felt. You left me hanging. So now I don't give a fuck what you had going there you on. Go. And see, my thing is he was just asking me. He was trying to see what's he bugging. And that's what I'm saying. Like, well, I'm like, I could see the point, but. I could also say if it was my son, but this is my personal thing. My son called, he 18, 19 or whatever, and say, hey, I got my girlfriend pregnant. I don't babysit. Good luck. Trying to get two jobs, save up some money. I don't know if y'all getting married. You know what I'm saying? Like, and if I got a date. You still, oh, I'll call your son in the morning. I'm still, I, I'm still skedaddling. Still you know what I'm saying? Like. I, I don't even know if she felt like I raised my son wrong or <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what the devastation was. You know right. what I'm saying? For you just to do a no call, no show. But that go to show you like, I, and, I, and I'm going to be honest. I told him, man, she, she dating somebody else. Like, to me, that's the way I took it. Like, you dating somebody else. If she didn't show up for a hotel room that you booked and you supposed to be, and you supposed to be um, the man fucking with her, her life. Yeah. yeah, she fucking with somebody else. And that's what I'm saying about people that have options. You know what I'm saying? When people have options, you know what I'm saying? Just to blow something off like that. Just thinking in front, about it from that standpoint. To blow somebody off like that, you got another option out there. That's simple and plain. I don't know what to say about that. But anyway, y'all know what time it is. <laughs> It's going to be that tap-in It's time. the tap-in portion of the show. This is when you get to write in to spadeperry at gmail.com and ask all your questions or your concerns, something you may have heard on the show, maybe something that happened to a friend or something that happened to you. All you'll do is write in to spadeperry.com and this is what will happen on an episode of Relations. Tap, tap. All right. Hey guys, I've been checking y'all for a minute. I love the advice that y'all giving and I wanted some advice on this. Um, I am a female. I was out re recently um, at a club and I was approached by a woman. She started flirting with me and I won't, I won't lie. I won't lie. I am kind of interested, have always kind of been interested in women and to have a woman flirting with me was good. She asked for my, she asked to buy me a drink. Asked for my number 
and was saying that she wanted to get together. And I thought everything was smooth. Um, the more I, that I started to talk to her, she said that she had a man. I was thinking that I was going to just be involved with her, but the way she sprung it on me made me feel a little uncomfortable. I met her and her guy, and even though I was attracted to her, I also was feeling her guy. I feel like I'm in a dilemma. Any thoughts, questions, uh, any thoughts or answers about this? Because I didn't intend to go into this with just dating both of them, but this is how it was being presented. If it's being presented that way and you don't like it, keep it moving. The The thing I like is, is you basically <clears throat> just gave the perfect description on how it should have been. She said what she needed to say. Hey, let me buy you a drink. I like you. They flirted a little bit. By the way, I also have a boyfriend. Sorry well, she, if that makes you uncomfortable, well, she said but that's that, what it is. Well, she said she said that later. So, okay. So she, basically she's saying like, she, I feel like she's saying she was under false pretenses. So, because her idea was that she was going to be dating her. Okay, now, but it's still the first date. It was, it's not like we, it's three months and now I'm telling you I got a man. It's the first night you met. Mm -hmm. That's just like, you, you don't meet a guy in five minutes and be like, hey, I got four kids. I've been divorced twice. Da, da, da. You don't do that. You're mm -hmm. on a date. Mm -hmm. Of course, you're going to find out every, something new every two hours. So she just happened to find out that the person that she's been chilling with is also married and has a guy. Mm -hmm. As long as it was done in the first date, I'm all the way down for it. I think it's great. I don't think she's in a dilemma. I just think she doesn't know how to handle the truth. Mm -hmm. Have you ever been with a man and a woman? Uh, the answer could be yes. If so, move, deal with it the way you dealt with it before. If not, Try it or don't. It's not that difficult. You got told the truth. So a lot of motherfuckers out here that don't get that. So one, I would appreciate that the person told me the truth. Mm -hmm. Number two, not knowing how to feel about it is okay, especially if you've never done it, done it before. And I'm getting the energy that this is something new for her. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would do the same thing you did when the first time you tried roller skate. Go slow. <laughs> That's probably what he said. Hold I'm gonna on. go slow. It's <laughs> gonna be really good. Um, it's gonna be fun. <laughs> well, uh, I like what I, I like what Miss Lassiter is saying over there. Uh, this is called uh, polyamory or threesome. Don't know which one just yet. <laughs> um, but what it sounds like to me is uh, that she's never been with a couple before. Mm -hmm. um, not too re not too long ago I was scrolling through Instagram and I found this this woman on here that said that she find it weird that when she's out talking to to women and women are trying to get her, getting single females to uh sleep with their husbands sleep with their husbands and she was like I just find that shit weird and I feel like the men be putting them up to it and this and that so hearing not all the time. like like no not all the time but hearing that I feel like from a woman's standpoint, I noticed that a lot of women a lot of times just overthink shit. You understand what I'm saying? Like, they think they sell out of shit. They start, like, building a bridge and building a house and trying to figure out where they fit in at. Or how, how is this, this going to work? It, like, how yeah, is that going to yeah, work? How, how, like, listen, slow it down, slow it down. Like, uh, you done so been with lame. lesser, you done been with lesser bums that then that then presented that then presented you with some real weirder shit Hell, than a yeah. threesome. You know what I'm saying? Motherfucker showed up with a whole tent, a whole bunch of plastic and, bags, and, and you ain't see that. Nothing and, wrong with that. And at the end of the day, just like 
you've been out on dates, probably dated men that you wasn't too sure on, and anything else. If you try this and it's just not for you, you tried it you and you know and you know it's not for you. But you might try it, you might like it. And like Jay-Z and I hate to say it, R. Kelly, you got the best of both worlds. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I really think men get a bad rap. I always think that women are out there like, oh, it must be about the guy. It's the guy. It's the guy. He trying to get oh, his yeah. girl to get other girls. Like, we freaky too. Oh, shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes we're the ones out there like, babe, babe, look, she's sexy. You know what I'm saying? You know, so sometimes it's totally us. I think, you know what I mean? I think they should get over that. And I and it be an old bougie bitch that's saying that shit. Like, I hate y'all bitches be trying to get us to sleep with y'all man or whatever. Bitch, gone. Move over. Who's your friend? Oh, okay. Well, there you have it. Miss Lasseter to say, give it a try. <laughs> and this is an episode of Relations. My name is Kana Lasseter. And you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and IG at Kana Lasseter. Hey, you can find your boy on both platforms. Twitter and IG is 51 Spade. I want to thank everybody for joining us. Please subscribe to the channel. Also, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, Podbean, and of course, YouTube. Check us out every Friday. Don't be late. 8 p.m. You can join the debate. And if you're looking for these shirts, you know where to get them at. Alphamailgodcreations.com. And like I always say about this time.